Howdy do, I'm James Baquet, also known as the Temple Guy. When you visit Daigo-ji in Kyoto, you get two or even three temples for the effort of one. Find out what I'm talking about in this episode of... Temple, temple Temple number 11 of the Saigoku 33 Kanon pilgrimage route in Japan is named Kami Daigo-ji. The kami is important as it signifies that this is upper Daigo-ji. Daigo itself means ghee, the clarified butter used in Indian cuisine. In Chinese usage, it's refined cream cheese, but both cultures use it metaphorically to signify the creme de la creme, which in a Buddhist context is nirvana, the dharma, the Buddhist teaching, or Buddha nature. If I understand this correctly, the idea is related to the greatest work by the Shingon founder, Kobo Daishi, also called Kukai, titled The Ten Stages of the Development of Mind, written in 830, as well as its simplified summary, The Precious Key to the Secret Treasury. In these, Kukai set out, Natch, ten stages. The first three are increasingly aware levels of the natural man. Four and five are Southern Buddhist teachings, the Shravakayana and the Prachekabuddhayana of Theravada, see episode 028. The next five are all schools of Mahayana Buddhism in ascending order of acceptability to Kukai. The Hoso, or Consciousness Only, Sanron, or Three Treatise, Tendai, or Tiantai, Kegon, Avatamsaka, and at the top, the Shingon, True Word or Mantra School. Thus, the Creme de la Creme, the Daigo, is in fact the Shingon School. The temple was founded in 874, or 876, by one Rigen Daishi, known as Shobo. He lived from 832 to 909 and was a Shingon priest who was ordained by Shinga, younger brother of Kukai. Shobo was quite an accomplished monk, serving during his relatively long life as abbot of both Nara's Todaiji, home of the Big Buddha, see episode 089, and Kyoto's Toji, which we'll take a peek into soon. It seems Shobo was seeking a place for mountain meditation, he helped resurrect the Shugendo tradition of mountain asceticism and found the perfect spot, a spring in a hollow on Mount Kasatori. He was led there by the sight of a five-colored cloud hovering over the valley. The five colors are a Buddhist thing. See the story of the Edo Goshiki Fudo in episode 064 for more information. As if that weren't enough confirmation, he also happened upon Yoko Myojin, the area's protective deity, who guided him to an oak tree in the area, suggesting that sitting under it would imitate the act of Shakyamuni Buddha under the Bodhi tree. For some reason, Shobo chose to cut it down instead of availing of its shade, and carved an image of Juntei Kanon from it. This is Chundi Avalokiteshvara, an esoteric form with 18 arms. That statue, along with another of Nyoirin Kanon, see episode 085, was the genesis of the temple. In 930, the Emperor Daigo, born 885, with the personal name Atsuhito, abdicated due to illness and recited at Daigoji under the Buddhist name Ho Kongo. He died that same year and his posthumous name comes from the name of the temple. Today his grave, a keystone kofun, see episode 026, is an eight-minute walk away, also in Kyoto's Fushimiku. That of Daigo's son, Emperor Suzaku, lies off the trail between the two. Both emperors, as well as the next, Murakami, son of Daigo and half-brother of Suzaku, were patrons of the temple. A few other moments in history will show up as we tour the temple precincts. Walking 15 minutes or so from Daigo Station into the mountains in southeastern Kyoto, we reach the Sambo Inn, named for the three treasures of Buddhism, the Buddha, 
the Dharma, his teachings, and the Sangha, the assembly of his followers. This sub-temple of Daigoji was built in the 12th century and reconstructed and expanded in 1598 by Japan's great unifier, Toyotomi Hideyoshi, whose followers we learned in episode 018 were beaten by Tokugawa Ieyasu in 1600 at the Battle of Sekigahara. It seems Hideyoshi was planning a grandiose cherry blossom viewing party for about 1,300 people and personally designed the strolling garden with its pond and bridges. Five months after the party, apparently his last hurrah, Hideyoshi was dead at age 61. Right on the roadside, the Sambo Inn is a busy touristy place, especially in cherry blossom time. I don't think I entered. Anyway, I have no pictures to prove that I did. This brings us to Shimo, or Lower Daigoji, which I had to pass through to get to the trail up the mountain. It's laid out more like a typical garan, see episode 032 about the one on Mount Koya, and has been destroyed and rebuilt many times. Some of the buildings in Shimo Daigo date to the 16th century. Quite a few others were built in 1930, on the 1000th anniversary of the death of Emperor Daigo. It's entered by a grand Niomon, or Two Kings Gate, dating to 1605, when it was reconstructed by Toyotomi Hideyori, son and designated successor to Toyotomi Hideyoshi. It's also called the Saidaimon, or Great Western Gate. Lower Daigo has a 12th century main hall, the Kondo, built elsewhere and moved here in 1599 as part of Hideyoshi's project. Inside are a medicine Buddha, or Yakushin Yorai, with his attendant bodhisattvas. Other buildings include a shrine to the mountain god, another to the immovable Fudo Myo'o, he of the five colors mentioned in episode 064, the Reihokan Museum, alleged to hold around 100,000 treasures and with a beautiful 180-year-old weeping cherry tree nearby, and several others. The 1930 Daikodo Great Lecture Hall has sadly gained in importance since my visit. I'll tell you why later. But knowing I had a climb ahead, I rather hurried through the lower precincts, pausing only to appreciate two little gems, the Pagoda and the Bentendo. Shimo Daigoji's five-story pagoda is no prettier or uglier than the many others I've seen, but it has this distinction. Built by Emperor Suzaku in 951, it is the oldest documented building in all of Kyoto, and the only original building of the temple remaining. It's 125 feet tall, and the 10th century paintings inside are national treasures. The temple boasts 18 buildings and artworks so designated. One of these, a portrait of Kukai, is said to be the oldest extant painting of the master. I encountered a handful of monks in full regalia at the ancient-looking, but less than 100 years old, Sun Moon Gate, on the way to my next destination, and past the equally not old bell tower, both dated to 1930, as does the Bentendo. But beauty does not depend on age. This small hall is dedicated to the only female among Japan's popular seven lucky gods, see episode 024. It's reached by crossing a bridge over a pond, as with many of Benten shrines, like the one in Ueno Park, the launching point for the Yanaka 7 Fukujin Trail, also visited in episode 064. Lucky for me, I was there in late November, the perfect time for the Red Leaves extravaganza. The pond is at the far rear of the Shimodaigo complex, just where the trail begins its grueling ascent to the upper reaches of the temple. Having visited Mimurotoji that morning, see episode 091, I was concerned with making it to Kami or Upper Daigoji and back in daylight. My guidebook told me that the streetlights placed along the rough treacherous trail didn't work. So I had to shake a leg as it were. The available information said it would take about an hour. I didn't keep notes, but you can bet it took me more than that. On the way up, I took a blessed break at the Kami Daigo Fudo Waterfall, a little rill with a small beheaded statue of, you guessed it, the immovable Fudo looking down on it. 
From here, the trail gets so steep that the powers have placed ropes along some portions to be used in pulling oneself up the steps. Unlike many such templar trails, there are remarkably few features, statues and steles and whatnot, along this one. Finally, plateauing at the top, I was delighted to find another spring, the Daigosui, or Ghee Water, near which Shobo built his first hut, away back when. For this is the origin, the wellspring as it were, of the entire temple. The lower precincts were built after this one. Nearby is a 1599 wooden shrine building dedicated to one of the mountain's gods, Seiryu Gongen, or the Pure Dragon Incarnation, said to be a Buddha appearing in the form of a local god. There was another such shrine near the pagoda in Shimodaigo. The name Seiryu in Japanese is Qinglong in Chinese, meaning blue or green dragon. This is the name of one of the temples where Kukai studied in Chang'an, modern Xi'an, China. See episode 047. I've read that Kukai brought that temple's guardian deity back with him. Never heard of such a feat before. How this aligns with the name Yoko Myojin, the entity Shobo met, I cannot say. But there is a shrine to Yogo next to the one to Seiryu. Just above is another dedicated to a fox god, the Kashiwa or Oak Tree Inari. Remember Yoko, Shobo, and the Oak? The presence of shrines to all these gods hints at quite a story. Above most of the upper precincts, but below the fox shrine stands, or stood, the Junte Hall, named for the Chundi Avalokiteshvara mentioned above. Sadly, this was struck by lightning and burned down in August 2008. That's why the Honzon, or main statue, has been moved down below to the former Daikodo. It is now the focus of this 11th stop on the Saigoku pilgrimage. Google Maps at this writing shows a cleared space where the hall once stood. The other buildings seem untouched. These include the Yakushi, or Medicine Buddha Hall, the shrines already mentioned, and the Kaisan, that is the founders, and Jizo, or Kshitigarbha halls, up near the end of the trail. Also standing is a hall of great interest to me, now. One of the disadvantages of linear time is that we often have experiences that only make sense much later, after we have other experiences. On this mountain, and of no interest to me at the time, was something called the Godai-do, which I now read is the center of the Godai-san faith, faith in the holy mountain of Monju Bodhisattva in China. That is, Wutai-shan, which I have visited, and is indeed the mountain dedicated to Wanshu in Chinese, Monju in Japanese, or Manjushri in Sanskrit, the Bodhisattva of Wisdom. It can be no coincidence that that mountain is dominated by Tibetan ethnic influence and that Tibetan Buddhism is a branch of the esoteric sect, the same as Shingon, a version of which founded and still operates this temple. Oh, to be able to go back and explore this matrix of connections. But at this stage in my life, with so much left to process and write about, I'm not sure I'll ever find the time. And that, my beloveds, is that. Until next time, may you and your loved ones and all sentient beings be well and happy. Adios, amigos. Please check out the newsletter, which serves as the show notes for this episode, number 093, at templetales.substack.com. It has pictures and links, and at that address, you'll also find the archive with all of the newsletters. I think you'll be glad you did. In the next episode... Well, we've passed it a half dozen times since arriving in Shanghai. I guess it's time to finally stop in at Jing'an Temple, which has lent its name to a subway stop and the district my hotel is in.